Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel A. Rex here, talking about the energies of the week of November 7th all the way until November 13th. We're, this is it. You know, last week I said, wow, we're in the thick of it. And this is the tail end of eclipse season, technically, from a technical point of view. And then there's a larger, you know, six-month cycle happening that started on October 25th that will lead into our next set of eclipses. But we are technically leaving the dragon's uh, backside. We're being excreted. There's a lot of talk about poop. I won't spend this whole episode talking about poop, but there's going to be an excretion happening for all of us somewhere in our star chart and somewhere in our life. It's going to manifest physically where you are learning to let go. This is the big thing, learning to let go, learning to surrender. Long-term surrendering here, long-term letting go. This is happening in two signs that deal with long-term ramifications, long-term changes. Once they decide to pivot, Scorpio and Taurus make the changes for the long-term. So this is a lot of folks, uh, you know, this manifests in so many beautiful ways. I want to say it's not just like letting go. We think of letting go and we're like, oh, I lost something. Oh my gosh. But it's also like, Some people are letting go of addictions. Some people are letting go of relationships that were not aligned with who they are becoming. Some folks are letting go of, you know, a job that was really holding them down or was too conservative for them, right? So this is like a beautiful, there's a lot of opportunity here is what I always tell my clients. There's tons of opportunity with this moment. The way to gracefully navigate it, especially on the top of the week as you're listening, if you're listening on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, is to really double down on all of your spiritual practices and your self-care practices because the energy is going to be extremely electric, very electric. Who is creating the electricity? uh, Uranus and Taurus, and Uranus is the big player of the eclipse. So, of course, for the United States, this is happening on Election Day. This exact eclipse is happening at 6.02 uh, a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, which is 3.02 a.m. Pacific Time, on November 8th, which is the midterm election day in the U.S. So this is going to be a highly charged, highly electric, surprise-oriented moment. So Taurus which is where this full moon is happening. It's a full moon lunar eclipse, which means the north node in Taurus is activated by this full moon. This doesn't happen every year, but because the nodes are in Taurus and Scorpio, the full moon of Taurus on November 8th is activating the node of karma, dharma, and fate, right? The north node is technically dharma, what we are supposed to be headed towards. We're releasing Scorpio things, i.e. addictions, emotional enmeshment, codependency this year, and we are moving towards the North Node in Taurus, which is self-sustainability, you know, earning your own money, um, being simple, being honest, uh, being steady, being transparent. These are all the Taurus terms. But Taurus is also fundamentally conservative as a sign, archetypally. It's like, okay, I'm just going to do just enough to get my food, water, shelter, and that's it. I'm not going to be extreme. Taurus does not like extremes. But because Uranus is currently transiting in the sky of Taurus and Uranus is extreme, this is a really extreme north node lunar eclipse. This is a really extreme karmic, dharmic moment where we are going to be 
challenged on an individual level to really rise up to the person that we want to be that is honest, simple, transparent, self-sustaining. And where we'll, we will simultaneously be surprised by something that happens this week. There is an, a profound element of surprise at play. I mean, this is like total coyote joker medicine here, okay? <clears throat> so, you know, normally if I saw a Taurus full moon, I would say, okay, November 8th, it's going to play by the books. It's going to follow due process, proceed with caution. It's going to take it step by step. But because Uranus is co-present, because the North is co- North node is co-present, we are going to have some big faded surprises with a sign that usually likes to keep things real chill. <laughs> so don't expect anything chill on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Obviously, the political climate in the U.S., uh, for those of you who haven't listened to the episode on the Pluto return, I believe I talked about it right around the Roe v. Wade moment. So you can go back to May of this podcast and find uh, my Pluto return uh, dialogue. And that is really wonderful. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing to know about Pluto because the U.S. is going through a massive, what's called a Pluto return, a massive transformation in its uh, power structures, specifically government and economy. And because we are going through a Pluto return at the same time as this lunar eclipse on Election Day, I'm not really surprised. I'm not really surprised that things feel totally untenable. A Pluto return happens about every 248 years for a country. So countries have their own birth chart. By the way, listen to the episode on the Pluto return. The founding fathers literally hired somebody named Sibley to make a birth chart, an astrological birth chart for the country of the U.S. And 248 years later, right around then, Pluto makes its return to where it was in the original chart. So Pluto takes a long time to get around. You know, it takes a long time to get around the sun. It takes a long time. Okay. It's the outer planet. It's, you know, anyway, could be a planetoid. We don't know. We don't need to go there right now. But Pluto is making its way around. And what it does when it makes its way around to the U.S.'s chart, it's saying to the U.S., you need to transform all of the power structures that have caused so much inequality and so much pain for the people. This is specifically around, in a very clear way, is around indigenous rights and African-American rights, slave owners, etc. This goes all the way down to that moment uh, where the U.S. has to reckon. Pluto is about reckoning with power and control. So Pluto is asking the U.S. to be like, you need to transform the way that this is all set up. The, the power and control structures are, are not actually efficient or working anymore. And Pluto, Pluto doesn't ask for permission. Pluto just burns down. So we are in the, a Phoenix-like process as a country. Everyone who lives in the U.S. is feeling this in a particularly acute way. Obviously, the thing that happened with Nancy Pelosi is uh, a really unfortunate example of a micro example of how untenable this energy is, how much, how Pluto is really, Pluto at its most shadow is extremely dark, extremely violent. So we are going to have to navigate and hold all of what Pluto is at this moment for the U.S. So all of these things, right? And then the rest of the world is watching. Um, I will also just make an aside that Russia is being particularly impacted by this eclipse, particularly Putin's chart, because he is a Scorpio rising and has his Jupiter at the degree of this eclipse. So 
This is going to be intense for Putin as well, so just keep your eyes on the news for that. Uh, extreme actions or surprising behavior from him, which may not be surprising to people anymore, but uh, decisions made that will probably be have some element of shock involved in them. Um, big turning point is what I'm trying to say here. This is a big global turning point for everyone, uh, obviously on a macro scale, and then for each of us, the place that I like to focus on an individual level, we will be all making a pivot. We will all be changing, likely in ways that are surprising to us. So that's already building. And, you know, eclipses, I like to tell my clients, are like waves. They crash, and the crashing process can take a while. So, you know, November 8th may come and go, and you may be like, okay, I was definitely, like, jarred, and I hated the political news, or I loved the political news, or whatever, but nothing in my personal life felt really intense. It could take weeks after this November 8th moment for you to be like, oh, that was the culmination. That was the ending. That was the thing that changed forever. Okay. And you'll see how it is a distinct turning point in your life. I gave uh, a sign-by-sign breakdown two episodes ago on the October 25th eclipse. And although that is for the solar eclipse in Scorpio, it it definitely relates to this moment because anytime you have two eclipses back to back, which they always happen every, they happen two weeks apart, they are always profoundly interlinked like lovers or twins. So this is the, this is the the second twin, right? This is the second, uh, second twin is a ridiculous thing to say, but it's this, it's the other half of the story happening now. Okay, so something around October 25th may come into your awareness now and you you understand it differently on November 8th or right around that time. Um, and it, a, a likely a big part of it, because Saturn is squaring this lunar eclipse, because Saturn is so present, there is something that you have to really contend with on the physical realm. This is very much likely to be ma- physically manifest at this time as to what you need to deal with. That's the key term. Taurus just like puts its head down and deals with it. It's very much like, okay, practical, pragmatic. This is a thing I have to face head on. And because Saturn is there in Aquarius, Saturn's like, you got to do this to like go- move forward into the collective, to like move forward into your community, to be a community player for the new world that we're building because the U.S. is falling apart from the, p- from the perspective of Pluto's return, okay? So how can you actually be helpful and build the world to come, the world that is coming? And Saturn's like, the only way you can do that is if you make tangible, physical changes to your life that help you engage with the collective your community your network so this is all really important all the pieces right the first piece is am i doing the things on a physical level i.e taking really good care of myself having a strong routine having a spiritual routine am i changing the physical parts of my life that i know i can change that are for my highest good that have to do with releasing scorpio addictions emotional addictions relational addictions physical actual addictions am i doing that that's the first thing that's the taurus piece the second thing is saturn in aquarius who's your community and your network aquarius is networks and community and internet saying okay you have to do this for the good of everyone it's a kind of a bernie sanders energy aquarius it's like can you do this for everybody is this working towards building the future that you want for the whole world because you don't live in a vacuum right that's the bigger piece 
And then the third and final piece is that the world is crumbling. I mean, especially the U.S., but the world is crumbling around us. There is a massive death moment happening here. So grieving is really key. I've, I've spoken a lot about grieving, but grieving is really key here. Letting yourself grieve, letting yourself grieve in community, really powerful work. Um, creating dialogue around death because the U.S. is in the middle of their Pluto return. This is it. This is a big moment. And this eclipse is definitely a huge key part of this story and is actually tied into the thing that happened on January 6th. Okay. 2021. So big, big deal. Big, big, big deal. This is very effective for, uh, effectual for Americans specifically. And it's about like contending with all the uh, atrocities of the country's history. So this is a really big thing to do, as I mentioned earlier, with, you know, the slaughter and the genocide of brown black bodies and also the uh, inequality of the, the created inequality through systems of oppression that the U.S. is going to have to really deal with and in some ways has to lead the world around. Whew, there's a lot to unpack there, but that's just the baseline. I, I'm only going to do... Um, the broad strokes here for now but there are deeper dives on the on the internet as well to look at okay so we're gonna go day by day i guess that well the first thing i would let me just give some practical tips and, and tricks that people seem to like that about last episode so we'll do that first first embrace the process of whatever's happening at this moment so if you want to like buck the system and like act wild on this november 8th 9th 10th time frame the the tendency to do that may be high with Uranus there, but Taurus is asking us to ground down into the earth. So eating tubers, eating um, vegetables, root vegetables, things that grow in the ground, that's a really practical thing to do. But also like putting your feet in the ground and not trying to buck your whole life. This energy is signature is a lot like um, throwing the baby out with the bathwater because you feel emotional. And there should be no throwing of anything, basically. The energy itself is already too wild. Now, if something does manifest in your life that feels untenable, scary, surprising, the best thing that I would recommend to do is look at it, pause, but really look at it and be like, this is the eclipse medicine for me. This is what I need to learn. Okay, how do I approach this from a pragmatic, less emotionally charged place, which might require a lot of time? So giving yourself time, as I always say, bring it back to basics, like literally bringing your life back to basics. Sleeping is also important during this period of time. On the Taurus full moon, I don't recommend doing any kind of magic or any kind of like love spell or any kind of spell whatsoever, really. But what you can do is treat yourself to something beautiful. So doing something with like a partner that you love, spending time with the Tauruses in your life, because Taurus is ruled by Venus, who, you know, she's kind of in a rough territory right now, but in Scorpio, but because she's ruled by, because Taurus is ruled by Venus, it's time to just like indulge in all of the luxuries of our life that we do have, you know, access to right now. So like a wonderful meal could soothe the nervous system at this time because Uranus is going to make our nervous systems feel like they're on fire. So Taurus, you know, having a wonderful meal, Taurus rules the neck and shoulders. So maybe getting a massage or working or giving, giving mutual massage to you and a partner, going to a spa, etc. I would also, third thing, I would also turn your phones off if you can. Give yourself permission to turn your phone off. Maybe let the people know who need to know, but being 
especially with Mars retrograde and Gemini ruling technology, technology is not going to feel fun or good for our nervous system during this period of time. So maybe, you know, limiting your time on social media and limiting your time on the devices would be a very good thing to do right now. (laughs) Very, very good. And then, you know, fourth thing, because Taurus rules the throat chakra, you're, you know, it's, it's, a lot of people may feel compelled to speak their truth at this moment and be like, this is how I've been feeling. Listen to me. Right. That's good. I would recommend doing it in a neutral space right around this time rather than directly at the person who needs to hear it. So also, if you feel like you need to get it out, like you can record it. Like I, re- I mean, I record myself talking around town all the time. I talk to myself out loud literally all the time in public. I don't know. I don't care. Um, but doing that is kind of a creative way of getting your voice going and then singing, podcasting, yogic chanting, throat chant, like throat breath work, etc. Moving your voice, moving your throat at this period of time is great. All of those things. Um, again, talk therapy with the Mars and Gemini is also wonderful. It's also a better time to focus on true hydration, which is like I said, drinking water, you know, electrolytes, and maybe staying away from caffeine and alcohol, uh, especially November 8th, that exact day. The thing I would leave folks with Apart from, oh, fifth thing is gardening. If you have any gardening practice or spending time with plants, it's a wonderful thing to do during a Taurus full moon. Taurus is the gardener of the zodiac. The thing I will leave folks with is that whatever you do on November 8th, while I don't recommend doing magic, I would recommend treating November 8th as a day where you're setting intentions for how you want to simplify your life and build more love into your life. Taurus is a very loving sign. Although it's conservative, it is a very loving sign. It's very loyal, and it loves on a very simple but deep level. The, the, the love is sensual. It's, it's actually not um, verbal. It's very embodied love. It is profoundly love of the self and love of the senses, love of the sensual. So you can treat November 8th like a walking prayer. The whole day, you can choose to think more simply, act more simply and more intentionally, and enjoy the sensual pleasures of life, which involves turning off all of the outside noise. So that would be my high recommendation for the November 8th, and maybe even the entire week, I'm not going to lie, especially the 7th, 8th, and 9th are just looking very intense. It starts to cool down. Mm. Does it cool down? <laughs> it starts to cool down November 12th, which is a Saturday. So the whole week is really intense. I'm just I'm just going to be real with y'all. And then it starts to get really supportive. The energy starts to get really supportive in the second half of November. But the 7th through the 12th, or the 7th through the 11th rather, are going to be high octane. So if you know they're going to be high octane, and there may be relational stuff definitely at the forefront because Venus rules relationships, she rules the moon, there's going to be a lot of relationship stuff, whose resources are whose, whose emotions are whose, who are, where are the boundaries, etc. Oof, all that's going to feel really big. And on top of it, it's election day. So take really good care this week. Take things slow, steady, simple, be honest this week. This is definitely not the week to lie or to do any sort of evil speech. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to spitball it at you. Be honest this week. Be simple this week. Take time away from the 
the distracting ADHD energy of social media and uh, take a bath, go into the ocean, like put your feet in the sand, do something that feels good to your body. This is an embodied moment. <sighs> Breathing is good too. I love each and every one of you. If you want to have an extra form of support, I love doing uh, astrology readings, check-in readings for those who are my recurring clients. This is a wonderful time to understand where you are pivoting in your life. There are very exact thematic pivots for every single person depending on their birth chart. So if you're interested in getting a birth reading or a birth chart reading, transit chart reading, all that's available via me. You can reach out to me in the link in the show notes. If you have any questions or just want to chat, I'm also here and available for that because I love the collective. I love the world. Okay. Take very good care this week, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The World of Rex. Bye.